0: Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Haug, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, Tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, Live a confident and fulfilled life, stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic Coffee. So this mushroom coffee is my absolute favorite. Lion's Mane is my number one go-to, guys. This is the coffee to get shit done. It helps support productivity, focus, creativity. It's perfect to kickstart your morning, power through your workday, and really just, you know, be a badass human who is getting your stuff done. So head on over to force forward slash help. Use the discount code andchowk to save yourself some moolah and help support me as well. So. We're going to get right into today's episode. I'm talking to Christy Elizabeth. This amazing woman is known as Tattooed Underscore Fit Girl on all social media outlets. She's 37, a Canadian police officer, and a fitness professional holding three pro cards in the UFE. So I thought Christy would be an amazing guest to bring on to the podcast because you guys have been asking me to have somebody who works shifts come on to the podcast and share how in the world you manage your fitness and nutrition while working shifts. So Christy is the go-to girl in this department. She is working crazy shifts. She also runs a business as the co-owner of Team Star where she gets to assist. In training and posing a contest prep client so she's passionate about fitness and nutrition and she has some amazing tips that she shared in this conversation that you guys are gonna absolutely love so we talk about how she handles her food how she moves her macros back and forth uh, depending on what her shifts are looking like we talk about caffeine sleep and just how in the world do you juggle all of these different challenges that can come along with working shifts. So let's get into it. Hey, Christy, it's Ange calling. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining me today. Are you excited? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Little sleepy, but excited. But such is shift work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you said that there was a shooting. What exactly is it that you do? Um,
1: I'm a police officer. I just say Canadian, as I don't like to specify which service, just for safety reasons. So,
0: mm-hmm. my goodness, that must be an incredible life that you live.
1: It's it's interesting. Um, I've done it for. I'm in my tenth year now. I'll complete my tenth year in uh, December. So, definitely something different um, every shift, every day. Um, there's lots of different positions that I've held within the ten years. So, it's a little uh, a little bit of everything, but absolutely love it.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, I've had a lot of interest from the listeners about shift work. And I got thinking about it and thinking, I can't do a solo episode on this. I need to speak to somebody who is living this lifestyle day in and day out, yet also a three-time pro athlete as a natural Uh competitor. And just like, owning the fitness and nutrition space as well as being the shift worker so let's just take everybody back tell us your story tell us how in the world you got to where you are right now christy
1: so i originally originally started competing back uh 2013 um so quite a while ago i had seen someone at uh my work and was competing and it was something that interested me just her physique, her presence, how she carried herself, um, the shoulders, the curves. And I'm a quite tall five foot 10 slender person. And at this point, um, back then considered just skinny. So I wanted to make some changes mentally, physically hired a trainer, competed in the first competition, fell in love with it, did not place in that show. Um, But absolutely fell in love with it, but realized that there was a lot more to competing and a certain physique and look that they were looking for, and I wasn't there. So I took a year and a half off, quite an extended time, but didn't lose track, didn't lose the passion for competing, just knew I had a a set idea in mind of exactly what I wanted to come back to stage with. Um, So I took that year and a half off, and I hit the stage again in... April 2015, that year I did three competitions going through from regional to provincials to nationals. And I was actually doing bikini and figure. Um, Although I see myself definitely as bikini, I did enjoy the uh, posing more for figure. So I, I gave it a whirl in that. I did okay, but definitely not for a national level. Then the end of that year, I turned 35. So Putting me into masters. So I had to go back to the beginning again and re qualify now as masters. Um, So I did a regional and provincial again, qualified nationally, and just um, realized that it wasn't the right organization for me anymore. I had been to a few Ultimate Fitness event shows at that point, seeing what the organization was about, a natural organization and me being a natural athlete. It it just it made more sense to me. I liked what they did for their athletes. I liked how the athletes appeared at shows, the family atmosphere that it brought. And I decided to make the switch in 2017. So my choice was actually nationals for the organization I was in was on the exact same day as UFE Revolution. So it was do I want to compete at the national level that way or do I want to make the switch and start from scratch again? And that was the route that I wanted to go with the with the natural organization. So I made the switch over and that was a pro qualifier. At that show, and I obtained uh, my bikini pro. So that's how I kind of got started with uh, Ultimate Fitness events and competed there. Got the elite and fitness model, and then I continued on to worlds in 2017. Again, realized that Ultimate Fitness events was definitely the right organization for me. Um, it was fun, friendly atmosphere. Again, natural athletes, which is where we wanted to be, but. Um, there's just something very different about the organization with having the, the banners, the promotion, it's, a, a family atmosphere, um, everyone backstage, although competing against each other, um, is there supporting each other and I don't want to go in and, and bash and talk negatively about different organizations. But I, to me, I just like the atmosphere a lot more, just a lot more supportive, more there for the athletes, more fun, um, Different categories uh, for me as a bikini competitor. I love that I can do more poses on stage. I'm doing quarter turns, which is actually showing off my physique instead of just a front and a back and walking to the back. I like how you can flex on stage with, say, fitness model or fitness category. So that's kind of the five years of how I've gotten to uh, where I am. Um, just a lot of diet dedication, just remaining passionate, just loving living this life, basically, and just the mental and the physical challenge. So shift work makes it difficult at times. But I just love the regimented structure of competing, being on a plan, um, the nutrition, the diet, knowing that I'm going to have food when I go to work, and I'm not stuck on a scene somewhere. So the meal prep, that kind of stuff, a little long winded, but (laughs)
0: No, that is beautiful (laughs) and like exactly brings us to where we are right now. And I think that's fantastic. I absolutely love the UFE as well. And I love that you highlighted all of the amazing things about the organization, simply because I don't know if people really know that there is that amazing avenue and that amazing natural organization that's available for them if they're wanting to compete, but also wanting an experience in which they don't feel... I don't know. There's there's this thing about the UFE where you, you go in and you don't feel like this dog-eat-dog dog thing yeah. that maybe some of the other organizations provoke. Like, I love going and it being like, oh, hey, to everybody. And yes, you go up on stage, but you're like making eye contact and there's warmth and there's like everybody's talking to one another and you just – Feel almost at home in a family versus uh, no eye contact, so cold, so like, you know, you leave the experience just feeling fulfilled versus feeling deflated. And I think that that is one of the biggest powers of the organization. So I love that you brought that to the forefront. Now... Let's just talk about the shift work. I know you said you like how competing and shift work coincide with one another. But for somebody who's listening to today's podcast and is thinking, I just struggle with shift work. Let's talk about how you handle it. So let's go nutrition first. How do you set your nutrition up for success in and around a shift?
1: Okay. So for me, the shift work, completely coincides and makes sense with doing the meal prep so a lot of people would think oh my goodness for me for example I work seven days straight so they would say how are you doing this how are you eating properly I don't have time to cook it just makes way more sense to yes I have my meal before coming in but then I'm picking up One, sometimes people only eat one time in a whole like 10, 12 hour shift, or they'll end up picking up two meals. So to me, the meal prep makes sense because it's exactly that meal prep. So if I know I'm going into work for seven days, I will take the day prior, two days prior to that, and I will get all my food prepared. In that sense, yes, you do have to have access to a freezer because your food obviously won't stay good in the fridge for seven days, but I'll get the barbecue out literally, literally, for me to um, barbecue all my meats, if that's what I'm having, um, it takes me about max three hours by the time that I've picked it up from the grocery store, cut it up, barbecued it all, and then I cut it up into portions. Um, I literally should own a share in Tupperware with the amount that I have, but I put it into three-day portions, weigh it all out. Someone wouldn't have to go to that extent even of weighing it out, but Portion it out into three days or three meals, however it works. Keep some in the fridge just for a few days and the rest goes into the freezer. So then, literally for those seven days, I have zero excuses because it's a grab and go. So I'll start out with my stuff in the fridge. Once that's done, after however many meals or a few days, my next one's there, I grab it out the night before so that it's defrosted for the morning. So I will bring all my stuff. I make sure you got a good lunch bag um, because. Me out in the car in the heat, you're not always in the car with the air conditioning, you want to make sure that the food stays good. But literally, I always have my food at my fingertips, rather than it being super busy. Say if you're even stuck on a scene, in my case, for hours on end, you, you can't leave to go get food. So now what are you eating and your body's going into starvation mode or eating that muscle that you've worked so hard to, to obtain and to put on. So my food's always readily available in there. And and to me, it just makes more sense. Yes, some of the fresh produce or uh, vegetables and such, you would have to go and pick up every few days and that. But that's why there's always the frozen vegetable option as well. So to me, it just works out much better because then not just even for competing, but just for mental awareness, for body health. Um, I have my food at my fingertips and it's, it's always there. And that works for any type of shift work, not necessarily just police officer being out in a vehicle on the road. Um, someone that's working midnights in a factory, someone that is a, um, nurse, like there's so many different, um, someone that's working even retail, but that shift work, having that food there. And that's available instead of wasting that half an hour that you get on a break, going and purchasing something, you can now break that up into two 15-minute breaks even so that you can have your two different meals so that you're having food every few hours.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love everything about that. And I know that like the main base of it too, Christy, is just your perspective surrounding it. Instead of saying, I work shift work and that is the reason why I cannot be successful with my nutrition. I love the perspective that you bring of no, that's not the excuse. That's not the thing that's going to hold you back. You can put these things in place that are then going to make your shifts that much easier and make it that much easier for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what about training? How does shift work influence your ability to train or when you train?
1: So that's where it's a bit more difficult. The diet more has to be 100% or close to Um, because training is where it can sometimes be affected. So me personally, I know it, it may sound a bit (laughs) princess, but I like sleep and something for training, just even for personal health is you need sleep. And most people run around on five, six hours of sleep. It's not enough just for any person getting more than that. It's difficult. I don't have kids. So, I mean, I have the, the luxury of that, that when I do come home after work, I am free. I just have my dogs, my boyfriend, my friends, that kind of stuff. So I can't give that perspective. Um, but when it comes to training for me, um, the order that it goes for me is food, sleep, training. So training, although very important, does come last if I find that I am only getting five hours of sleep one day and I have to go back into work, say I've had an overtime shift or um, the shifts have been changed hours, I will give up my training that day. For me, I find that it's not necessarily beneficial to be going and training on five hours of sleep. I haven't had enough recovery time between, so I could be in a sense overtraining. training. Um, so I'm not going to get the proper recovery as well. I need to go into work with a clear mentality and a focused mentality. So if I'm already only on five hours of sleep, and I can't function on that, I'm not giving my all at work, right. So more often than not, I do still manage to get my five days of training in. um, Because I know, out of those seven days, I don't have to go to the gym every single one of those seven days, because I can go in my off days as well. Um, sometimes it's come down to in an off day, I would go twice. I do not do that often because again, you don't want to get into the overtraining, but some days if I can only get into the gym four weeks, I'll figure out a way of combining the workouts. Um, so that that's, what's going to happen. I try not to let it stress me out and I tell others as well, don't let it stress you out. You have to think of sleep and you have to think of, of your job. Unfortunately, training is important, but it does come it does come last. Work is what pays your bill. Your, your focus needs to be there in a sense. Um, but definitely keeping on the diet and definitely keeping on the sleep and, and the training after. So some people, if you could try and do the training um, at work on your lunch hour, that's something that, that I'll do occasionally as well because it is important for me to get in. So you try and find make ways of making it work.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And I love how you ranked that, those in priority because I do think that is one of the struggles as well that I hear from people is the, okay, well, what one, what one is the most important if I only had to choose one? So thanks for bringing that up. Now, do you ever move meals or macros from one day to another based on your sleep and awake cycle? So for example, some days you may eat less or some days you may eat more depending on when you're awake and when you're sleeping?
1: So usually I I try and stick with the same cuz I don't want to eat more on the one day and less on the other day. My body could take more on the one day, but doing the less um, I find that um, again cuz I'm so used to eating every few hours, I end up going into that hunger mode. You get the hangry and you're not getting the the full um, you, you get the issues with the mentality and that, right? Because you're not getting the proper nutrition. So The one part that I do find difficult is when I'm doing the switch over to midnights. So that's where I always get messed up because I'm in the wrong day. So for example, I will start my midnight shift on a Monday. So I'm awake all day Monday. So I have to try and remember to get all my meals in there. But then what happens is I'm usually awake from nine o'clock in the morning on Monday. So that first day is the hard one because I'm up pretty much 24 hours. So when I'm eating on Monday, I have to try and get all that food in before, well, not even before I go to work because I go to work for 11 o'clock. So my last meal would be kind of when I get to work. But then when I'm at work, when I start eating, I have to remember that I'm eating for Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So it kind of works out weird in a sense because I'll have to remember that has to be divided between the days. So I'm awake from midnight until 7, well, say 9am because I work until 7am then I'm sleeping in the middle but then I have to save some meals from when I wake up so I always do feel like I'm actually short meals on midnights because I'm at work in the morning and I feel super hungry like I could add an extra meal in there Um, and then I try and save more meals for the later end of the day because that's when I'm training once I wake up so that one is a bit tricky and I and I will a lot of times add in an extra meal on that day, which in a sense, people think they shouldn't be because now I'm eating overnight and your body's not processing it. So I'm literally out of my shift, the only one that eats overnight because everyone else thinks that they can't eat um, because their body's not processing and digesting it. And to an extent that is correct, your body will, no matter what, digest. it won't digest it properly. The Arcadian rhythm, everything is just slowed right down. But you are physically awake, so you need to be fueling your body with something, some kind of protein, some kind of energy source, because you are awake. You can't just say your body's completely shut down, right? Um, So I do add an extra meal in. Should you, should you not, like I said, because of the way the body's slowing down? Again, it's kind of one of those things that's trial and error. But um, there is certain days, like when I would my last day would be Sunday night. So Monday, even though I should be eating at work until 7am, by the time I wake up, I never get enough food in. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't personally add extra food in the next day to make up for it. But I make sure that the next day that's my full day off um, the Tuesday that I am getting
0: uh, my proper nutrients and all my meals in. So Mm-hmm. now what what would be those meals for you then christy like easy go-to simple things that people would be able to bring to their shifts
1: okay so i um like to think stuff that you don't necessarily have to use the microwave for um if i'm stuck out and i have steak or chicken i'm the kind of person i have difficulty or even ground beef i difficulty eating those cold. So I will try and keep those meals for when I am at home or I have access to a microwave things that I'll bring with me I like my um, my shrimp, uh, my fish, my canned tuna um, so I'll try and keep those for when I'm at work and maybe bring one of my hot meals and worst case scenario if I don't get a lunch I'll literally run into a gas station. I know which ones have the microwaves now. And I'll heat my food there. Um, And again, for vegetables, it'll be such things as the salad, cucumber, celery. So something that's easy that even if I am stuck on a scene, if I, I, and I've done it before too, um, I'll literally put my shrimp in a little Ziploc bag and I'll throw it in my side pocket of my pants. So if I'm standing there, obviously not when I'm in the middle of dealing with someone on a call, but if I'm standing there for some reason, I have it in my pocket and I can just grab it out almost like you would um, nuts or something, right? And the same with my uh, cucumber, my celery. So it's, it's readily available. It's something you can easily snack on and grab. And that would be the same for um, example, uh, a waitress in a restaurant or a bar situation, right? You're not sitting down and eating a full meal, but keep that bag somewhere on the counter when they're walking by quickly you've done serving the tables and now you're back in the kitchen you can grab quickly um the shrimp is the easiest right if if that's in your diet or your celery or your cucumber so broccoli carrots whatever kind of idea so something
0: that's easy to quick and grab and then save
1: the food that you're heating for when you go home
0: so amazing so amazing now what about Caffeine consumption. Do you ever find that particular times of the day you do or don't consume caffeine based on the fact of of your sleep cycles?
1: So I am I'm not a huge caffeine nut. I don't tip. I don't drink coffee, which is strange with working shift work. It's just something I've never gotten used to. I drink tea, and yes, there is caffeine in it. Um, but I'll maybe have like one or two teas a day. As for like caffeine pills, um, supplements, that kind of stuff. I, again, don't take them. I'll use some kind of a caffeine source uh, pre-workout. I definitely need that when it comes to if I'm working a day shift uh, before heading to the gym, I need some kind of caffeine source just to to keep me going, giving me that energy and give me that focus. But outside of that, I don't try and Um, take a lot of caffeine for the energy source. Like I said, I try and make sure I get my seven, eight hours of sleep. So I usually am okay. Um, But I know some people do resort to that. Um, I always say, use caution when you're using it, just popping a 200 milligram caffeine pill is not too ideal doing that too many times a day, Um, because it it will start throwing hormone levels and your body off slightly, right? So I do Mm -hmm. always say be careful there. Um, The odd coffee here and there, yes, but definitely not something you want to start relying on. And you do want to try and see what you can do with getting uh, the adequate sleep.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, are there any particular supplements that you do think are beneficial for somebody who's working shift work?
1: Um, Definitely your um, proteins. You definitely want to keep protein shakes. Um, something preferably low carb with you because there could be times where you can't even get to your food depending on where you are. If you don't want to be questioned about, like I said, if you're with someone, like in my circumstances on a scene and I'm actually sitting with someone, um, it's not really professional to be sitting, even taking food out of your pocket. So in a circumstance like that, you could have your protein shake with you and um, use that as your source if you're going to be a few hours without food. Um, I used to do the, the BCAs between meals and that I haven't been using those so much now. I usually just do rely more on the, uh, the protein shakes.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Now, what about your sleep cycle? Do you ever find that it's hard to fall asleep or that there's like a transition from one type of shift into another type of shift that really causes you problems? And then if so, how do you handle that?
1: Yeah. So a prime example was I just finished midnights on Monday morning. I slept probably only about six hours on Monday thinking, well, that should be good enough for me to function for the day. I didn't train that day. um, But that I would be able to go back to sleep um, at like 11 o'clock at night because I felt quite exhausted. And I did. And three o'clock I was wide awake starving. (laughs) So that is a little hard trying to do the switch over because, again, I hadn't gotten the all my meals in that I usually would have on the Monday. And then because the last seven days I've been working overnight, my body got used to eating, even though usually it shuts down a little bit more and everything slows down. So I actually had to uh, wake up, go downstairs, and I didn't want to have a meal at that point. So I did have my protein shake and I had some nuts um tried to go back to bed. I couldn't again. So I actually ended up taking melatonin to try and help and switch back over. Um, it did mess me up a little bit Tuesday by the time I got up because I did get up quite early. I only got about another like four or five hours of sleep. So it does take a bit of time switching over from midnight. So I find that is definitely the hardest one. I've tried doing it that I only sleep two hours. And I find I'm absolutely useless on the Monday. So I do try and get as much sleep as I can. But definitely the Monday night, the switchover is hard. And it usually takes till about Wednesday to be back to normal again. That's when i have been doing this for 10 years and haven't figured out the complete science of it yet. Um, The afternoons isn't too bad. The day shift is another hard one. Um, Because for me, I'm up at 4am for work. I'm at work at 530 -go 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 go go work my shift go straight to the gym after but before going to the gym like I mentioned with the the last question about taking some kind of a caffeine source so I have to take it by a certain time because if I don't take it by four o'clock or so me trying to go to bed again at eight nine o'clock to get my uh my seven eight hours of sleep I I find I'm not wound down enough but I don't want to take it too early into my shift and be all crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all on caffeine so there it's kind of a bit of a science too, um but sometimes it does require taking melatonin to calm me down a little again. I try not to rely on it, but out of the seven days, sometimes you would need a little bit of assistance to wind down um and maybe take it like two or three nights to get the system equaled out a little bit, so it is a bit difficult um it's usually, like I said, the day shift because who goes to bed at eight or nine o'clock, honestly? Mm-hmm. But if you're waking up at 4 a.m. to try and, even if you get into bed at eight, you're waking up at four, that's your exact eight hours. You're never going to be completely settled. Summertime's the worst because you can hear everyone outside. Um, the birds are chirping, everyone's out playing. The sun is blasting in your face and you're trying to go to bed. So your sleep is affected. A bit there but you got to you got to try and do what you can at least for me it's the seven days straight so you do end up getting into a rhythm after about two three days but some of the people that do the shift work and do the two days two midnights um like in different emergency services nurses and that I I do feel their pain with you're not in that shift long enough to um have a, have some structure right Hmm. so yeah it, it is a bit difficult but but you're
0: you're making it work somehow. So that's try and a, make it work. Yeah. 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 Now, what about the temptation? I know some of my nurses say there's temptation from people bringing in donuts and yes. sweet treats <laughs> and all that. So, do you have those temptations at your work as well, Christy? Um, I do because I'm riding around with a partner and it's
1: a different person every day. And like I said, most of them do not bring meals, so it's constantly going to um, different restaurants, smelling all the the delicious sauces and baked goods and and treats that they have, even something like a McDonald's burger, when you're um, eating on prep and that that cold food, you smell it and you're like, oh, I would just love a hot meal or something savory that they're having. So there is the temptation. Um, Me I've gotten used to it. It wasn't easy in the beginning, Um, for sure, in the beginning days of competing that you say, oh, maybe I could just have this one meal here and there. And you would see how it would affect your body because it does end up taking two or three days to recover, unfortunately, from that meal. It's something your body's not used to, sodium level, sugar level. So now I don't mind uh, because I know what my body's capable of, the look that I'm going for and how that one meal will affect me. Uh, Plus with food sensitivities and that I know I'm I'm much better um, eating my own food like I have been winging it a little bit with just being post comp uh, three and a half weeks now so eating different foods and I, I can already see what eating those those treats and stuff that don't necessarily agree and I have sensitivities with our uh, doing to my body so I, and I do enjoy the foods I bring in. Um, people ask me, do you get sick of eating the same stuff every day? And I don't because I know how it's fueling my body, how my fo- body feels, how my brain feels, I'm sleeping properly, the energy that I have. Uh, so to me, it's more worth eating the food that I bring. Plus, I don't want to waste it. There's, um, at the end of the day, I'm having meats. There's an animal that is not something that I'm willing to throw out and waste, Right. Um, So I know I enjoy eating my food, I don't want to waste it. And I finally got to the point, but it it does take um, a different mentality to be okay with seeing those people eating that food around you. So
0: amazing. Do you feel as though your sensitivities are new, um, and potentially provoked from contest prep? Or have you always had sensitivities?
1: No, it's something that I've always
0: had. So I find the competing diet is
1: literally my saving grace for the sensitivities that I have, um, because it keeps me away from those foods. And I have dealt with a naturopath even prior to competing. Um, and it's something that we're, uh, working on, uh, with my stomach doesn't like sugars, even natural sugars. Um, the usual one that people have with dairy and with wheat, um, but I, I think that's something that you're seeing more commonly now than just with um, competitors. But even working with him, I've gone over the diet and that. And he, uh, he says that it's, it's nothing to do with the, the competing. And actually, it is helping me out a lot um, to help battle the sensitivities. And I am able to introduce a lot of foods now that I wasn't um, eating before or that I was eating in excess that was causing the sensitivities like fruit, I ate way too much fruit for what I should be eating. And I do believe that's some of the reason that I have sensitivities to it now. So backing off on that, if I do have a piece here and there, I'm I'm okay. But it's not something that I could include uh, on a a daily basis of having multiple pieces of fruit in a day. So
0: Mm -hmm. awesome. Now you're gearing up for worlds in (laughs) 16 weeks, I I assumed that you were doing the show. But am I right with that assumption? Yes, I'm super, super excited. (laughs) And what three categories are you pro in again? I forget. So I have bikini, um, and then I recently added the fitness model and fitness. Nice. That is so exciting. Now, what are you doing heading into the next 16 weeks? Will you continue to diet since you're just coming off of a show? Are we kind of in maintenance mode? Are we increasing calories? What are you doing with your overall game plan for the next 16 weeks? So for the next four weeks, um, it's basically
1: in maintenance mode, um, more calories, but still allowing um, some variety in there. So stuff that I wouldn't necessarily have once I start my 12 weeks, because it'll be more monitoring of calories. So I'm not counting calories out now, although I am trying to make sure that I'm getting um, my proper protein intake, if not slightly more, um, in order to obviously make, um, a bit of gains right now, but I only ever do a 12 week prep. Um, I, I find I don't need longer than that, but just mental wise, I don't enjoy doing longer than that. So, um, I'll start again, weighing and 100% counting the macros as of 12 weeks out. Um, usually the first two weeks is more or less just getting back onto, Um, the diet and away from the treats that I would want to have, like post-gym and throughout the day. And then we really start, um, I guess, cutting again, slow calories, maybe 50 grams a week or so uh, leading into uh, the show week by week kind of idea. So definitely maintenance mode right now, but having a little variety. If I wanted to go out for dinner one night or something, then I would do that Incorporate that into what I'm doing now, but uh, in four weeks' time, that stops in a sense, so that everything can be counted a little more. So
0: amazing, amazing! And what would you say is the goal for you since you're competing in multiple categories? Is there a particular category that you feel more compelled towards, whether that's from the posing or just like the overall look of the physique, or are you just going to dial it in and then see where the judges kind of like you since there could be varying body fat percentages for all three, right?
1: Yeah. So I mean, um, to me, I'll always be a bikini girl at heart, 100%. I believe that I am still the ideal bikini body. Just for me, I do find that I come in with more conditioning um, than what I saw on the bikini stage this time to the point that that's why I kind of added the fitness in um, because of the conditioning and the abs. However, fitness is quite a bit more muscular. So although I have a lot of muscle on me and the conditionings there, when you're jumping on stage at five foot 10 and stage weight 124, um, you can look tall and slender and some would say skinny, although condition still not the same volume of muscle. So I will always be a bikini girl at heart. That is where I am hoping that I will excel. Um, But I just love fitness, the amount of muscle, the leanness, the conditioning, and I love being able to throw up a flex on stage. So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. even to me, if I'm not as competitive in that category, it is something that I will always do because it's a personal goal for me. How much muscle am I able to add just doing those poses seeing and testing myself as to the level of leanness and the conditioning that I can bring. That's something that I, I take pride in, uh, because there is a lot of mental games when it comes to that, right. Just staying focused. And, uh, and I do like the fitness model. I don't want to leave that one out. Um, I do like that one, um, with the extra round of the sports attire or the theme wear. So that's something that interests me as well, but I definitely say that my heart lies, between the bikini and the fitness and although such a different look it is one that can be posed differently so although you come on stage with one physique and one level of leanness and one um, amount of muscle you can pose so different than in bikini although I might be um, too lean in a sense for that category I don't have to be hitting the poses as hard and I can be more playful and um sexy and curvy and not as hard whereas I can go into the fitness and that's where I'm hitting the abs and I'm hitting those harder poses and doing the flexes um, to try and show that I do have the muscle there and again the level of leanness so it, it's interesting and it'll be interesting to see where where the judges do end up uh, place me um, I'd be happy with either because like I said I, I do like both Um, and then we'll see about the the fitness model because that's one again that. Um, It's the marketability, it is the um, level of leanness and the muscle, but you have the outfit round as well. So um, it'll it'll be interesting to see, but honestly, I would love to do women's physique one day. It is definitely a goal of mine, maybe not to be at the competitive level. Um, but I just love everything about bodybuilding and the bodybuilding and women's physique poses. So that's Mm -hmm. in a sense why I like to add the fitness and I'd love to do it at a, at an open level show one day to get up there and do that routine. And it's to me about, I love the posing of bikini, but I just love getting up there and throwing up a flex and showing off that physique that you've worked so hard for. And here's a bikini girl, but look at the muscle on her, the, the quad separation um, the delts, the v from the back, the definition in the back, so that's something that definitely interests me and it sounds funny coming from a a girl that would be to, in the eyes of most people a bikini girl like I said five for ten hundred and twenty four pounds on stage um definitely could add a lot more size and muscle, which we're always working at, but very difficult um as anyone knows being a natural athlete yes. you're maybe you're maybe lucky to. If you actually take a full year off season, which I never have done thus far, you're lucky to maybe gain a pound of muscle. And that's um, maybe even 0.5 pounds of muscle, right? So Yeah. yeah. But it one doesn't... day, it's, all, it's always goals, right? And, and to yeah. me, yes, you're, you're up there to try and get first place, top three. Um, but at the same time, to me, it doesn't matter the placing. I mean, I'm so proud of my fifth place. I didn't get top three last year at Worlds in bikini, but I am so beyond proud of the look that I brought up there, the level of conditioning and seeing those stage pictures after. That, to me, is then my goal and my starting point to how can I beat that? Mm -hmm. And if it isn't necessarily even the look that the judges are going for, that's okay with me because there's a look that I'm going for in a sense, too, and something that I want to portray and just personal goal for me, so…
0: Yeah. Yeah. How do you pull yourself out of that when you're on stage? You want the top three spot and they don't call your name. How do you bring yourself back from that? Anyone's going to say because you're there and you're a competitor that it sucks whenever you don't hear your name.
1: But at the same time, it's almost like you push yourself more. Mm -hmm. Because I know some people you get that top three and you're like, yep, what I did was good. So then you get into that mind frame that Are you now coasting saying what I did was good enough? I honestly find that you're like, no, I want bigger and better. So what did those girls have that beat you? What can you do to, to change? Can you add more muscle? Can you change your posing? What can you do personally? Remembering at the same time that I'm happy with what I brought. And if the judges say, no, this needs to change and that needs to change. Yes, I will take what they're saying, but there's still a look that I want to bring. Yeah. So it, it it's okay not hearing your name, because yes, these last shows, like I said, I got first place in both of the categories, but the show before that, I didn't get the top three, and I still continue on, right? So you just have to get in your head that you are there. Yes, you'd like to win, but it isn't always about winning. It's about what you've brought that day, the 12 weeks that led up to that day, the obstacles you faced, um, who you're... Um, influencing who you're motivating during it, how you're motivating yourself um, that matters at the end of the day, right? So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're not always going to win. It is very subjective. You never know who's going to be on the judging panel, what they're looking for, who's going to show up that day. It's about your personal journey. You try your best, but at the end of the day, if you come in last place, you come in fifth place, you come in first place, if it's all about winning, you're in the wrong game at the end of the day. Right. Um, It's going to be defeat no matter what. So it's about, what you want to bring to the stage, how you're motivating the people around you, what you're learning through the process and just go out and give it your all. And you don't get that placing that you had hoped for. Like I said, it's not the end of the world. Like I look back at those stage pictures, love them. I love the experience. I love being backstage with all the competitors. I'm looking forward to seeing them again this year at worlds. I'm, I'm super excited. I was so excited seeing everyone at the pro qualifier. So it's about the whole entire ordeal show day everything leading up to it so I
0: love it I love it so much Christy and what would you say right now is the thing that's lighting you up each day
1: just knowing that I look back and see where I started and where I am now and I'm turning 38 this year so I mean I'm two years away from 40 and I can't wait to be that 40 year old that has that's never felt better never looked better um yeah, you. I just
0: you told Not even. You you're aging and you just continue to look better. To be honest, Christy, right. I think and you it, posted a picture and I was like, "Whoa, she's almost 40 cuz you wrote I think I don't know if it was your birthday or if it was something, but it was like yeah. a before and after of like yeah. 10 years ago versus now or something and I'm like, "Shit, she is getting way hotter with each year. <laughs> this is amazing."
1: Yeah, and it's just um it's it's nice to see cuz you think your 20s, that's where it's at or your early 30s. And I'm like, holy crow, look what I've transformed into. And you'd think with the job that I do, the stresses, the shift work, the eating all that kind of stuff, lack of sleep that you'd be going downhill. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to let this happen to me. But it's not even about the physical is what everyone sees, obviously, right? The outside, but it's just the, the mental, the emotional, how I feel in that, that has changed so much that I'm like, I'm a, a 40 year old, but here I'm in the best body space. And I feel the healthiest that I ever have in a sense, right? I'm able to Uh, wake up it's I'm not doing a lot of cardio yet at work I go out and I do um, a fitness test and I'm running a mile and a half and I'm like holy crap I can't believe the time I just did that in whereas I'm dragging my butt before in my 20s and my 30s so it's it's how I feel the mental clarity physically how I feel I, I don't often get sick I'm taking care of myself. That's more what it's about, the inner and then the mental. Um, the exterior is nice, too. You know what I mean? But um, definitely more about the inner and the, the health. And it's about life longevity, right? Like the competing, you do have to watch it a bit because of doing the diet, um, some of it I wouldn't say that it's unhealthy, but at times some of it isn't necessarily the healthiest because there is things in your diet that you're missing and you are going into a calorie deficit, although you're not going too much that you're not going down to the thousand calories that you can't function for the day and that. So um, you have to watch that in a sense, but it, it is about the life longevity, being as healthy as you can. And I just I want to rock it whenever I'm forty, even getting up to to fifty and the, the menopause stage, all that kind of stuff. You want to be as healthy and as as happy and mentally focused as you can. So, mm,
0: I love it. Such an inspiration too to all the people who are listening or maybe in that same age bracket that may have given up hope or feel as though oh because I'm this age I'm not able to do what Christy has done I love that you're providing both hope and inspiration for those women so thank you
1: here's hoping (laughs) you can do it you definitely can do it right you just got to find it within you and find that motivation
0: so yeah and you're just such an example of that and I absolutely love it so somebody's listening they're like hey, you know what? I want to connect with Christy. I want to find out more about her. I want to follow her journey. Where in the world would they go to connect with you, Christy?
1: Yep, definitely. So I have a few social media um, sources. I'm on Facebook. My personal page is uh, Christy Elizabeth UFE Pro. So I can be found on there. Um, Shoot me a message if you want to connect in that um, because I know I have to accept the friend request. And sometimes I'm a little cautious, again, just because of the, the profession that I'm in. Um, I have my fan page, which anyone can go on and like there. I don't post as much personal stuff. It's just more focused on uh, fitness. And that is tattooed, uh, T-A-T-T-O-O-E-D underscore fit girl. And again on there, just comment or reach out to me. And uh, lastly is the Instagram. That's where I post um, most of my uh, fitness related stuff, any sponsored items, Um, things that I want to promote. I may not not necessarily be a sponsored athlete, but if there's something that I find that uh, makes life a little easier, um, and I would suggest uh, for other people, I I post that on there as well. And our team items, we have a team team star um, of bodybuilding athletes, um, competitors, transformation. Um, So I post all of that stuff trying to uh, motivate Everyone out there that's following, but myself as well, find that uh, daily inspiration for those harder days. And that again is the same tattooed underscore fit girl.
0: Amazing. Now, what about your tattoos? I know we're going to wrap up in a few minutes here, but since the tattooed fit girl is so much of your brand, I'm sure the people listening are wondering what are your tattoos and why in the world did you feel compelled to like go in that direction with your branding?
1: Yep. So I had. I guess most of them I've gotten since um, I was hired (laughs) as a police officer, which is kind of funny. So um, for me, I just got the random ones. Whenever you're in college, you get the little flower or whatever else because it's cool to get a tattoo. But then I just like the idea of um, reminders for myself. So one of the ones that I had was an ambigram and it reads regret one way and nothing the other way. Um, another one was overcome and then the other way reads anything. So to me, it was just, do you have to have something on your body? No, to remind you, but it was just something that meant a lot to me at the time. And then I just I kind of started uh, branching out from there. Um, I like the artistic form of it. So another one is live, love, laugh, another very good motto to live by. Um, and then there's, uh, I have a, a family crest that I've made as well. Um, being Irish, the four-leaf clover for luck, and then my family's um, zodiac signs in it. Um, I have another one when my grandmother passed away. I um, got basically an Irish uh, clad on my foot with her name written in it. So they all have um, personal meaning to me. I've got uh, barbells I have to have those on me for, for my lifting. My one sleeve that I started, I, I really liked the, uh, Japanese, uh, culture, the art form of it. So I started going with that theme with the dragon thinking it's uh protection, the strength of it, the fire, the, the courage, um, stemmed down into one that my cousin had drawn. Um, it was a terracotta warrior, um, the koi fish for luck, um, and then I have the geisha, which I liked again the art form of the, the strength and the, um, the art form of the the female performer, where it brings into question the provocative nature. However, it's also the art form which kind of stems into as well the whole female look with the uh, the fitness industry and that too, right? It's people sometimes saying uh, it's too sexy, it's too provocative. You're showing off too much skin when, in a sense, it's Art form, and it's our bodies that's our canvas when we're doing the bodybuilding and the, the lifting. So mm-hmm. that to me had a lot of of meaning. Um, and then my last one, just um, the Polynesian design again with the 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 strength, and then I added in the barbells and my uh, semicolon for mental health, which is uh, something that's very important to me with family members, with myself, and just being there for other people. Um, definitely through work um, a lot of the calls that we go to and that and something that there's not a lot of awareness for and understanding for us so something that I'm I'm quite passionate about and possibly a route that I'd like to go at work sometime so just just all a lot of uh, personal meanings for me and then, just with i'm not covered and some people ask sometimes how can you call yourself tattooed fit girl um but to me it was just my tattoos represent the strength in me and an artistic form and it was something unique um and that's just i needed a name something interesting and and that's what came up a few years ago when i didn't want to use my personal name again, just for work purposes, and wanted something catchy to, to be out there and to be known by. So Mm
0: -hmm. no, I absolutely love it. And I, the other cool part about it, Christy, I think is that I feel like you have a badass aura about you so I Thank love that know. like the tattoos and the the everything is just it's badass and that, that is just I, it, it feels very authentic whenever I chat with you or run into you it's like she's got this little bit of badass so when yes. you said you were a police officer I'm like okay yeah she can handle the bad guys she can take care of business
1: yeah that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah good stuff good stuff so we always end the podcast with one final question and that is how would you like to be remembered?
1: Wow. (laughs) i just like to be remembered, hopefully, that um, people see that it can be done, that you're never too old, too young to start. Um, There is a means of doing it. You just need to um, find that push, that drive, and make it your passion. It's never too late to start. You have a bad week. Um, Find the motivation around you and and just get going with it. Um, You can always try and and better yourself. Think about the some of the suggestions that I offered with the planning ahead of time instead of making food every day, you're going to actually have more time in life. So just hopefully I can be remembered by some of the tips that I offered and some people can uh, relate to those and think, you know what, that that's something I can do and and get them started. And hopefully that's a little push to to go in the right direction. And if they need to reach out and get a little bit more of the push, if they've fallen down again then then i'm always here or you're always here just
0: reach out to someone right so hmm oh, That's so awesome, Christy. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on and be part of the, <laughs> the podcast. I uh, I really love everything that you're doing and how you're showing up in the world. And just all of the tips that you provided today, you were meant to come on the podcast and share those because I swear there's been people messaging me for so long being like, do you need to talk about shift work? I'm <laughs> you know, like, I want to, but I just don't know. So thank you, Christy. I really do appreciate you.
1: And thank you so, so much for um, coming to me and asking me to, to be a part of this. So these podcasts that you're doing are great. They touch on so many different things. And it was something that uh, that you aren't a professional and a specialist in. I like how you reach out to other people and find that person so that you can help everyone that's out there, right? So it's nice that you're doing that. And hopefully you, you continue on and you can keep branching out and get more views and um, more interaction in that. But you're doing great so far, so... Thank you, Christy, and
0: all the best in the next sixteen weeks. I will be seeing you at Worlds. I yes, made and good my luck decision. To you as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made my decision yesterday, so awesome. we're good to go, Golden. I'm so to I will follow. Be
1: you. Yeah, I'm excited to follow uh, follow you through it as well. And like I said, looking to each other for uh, those harder days and the motivation and the uh, inspiration. So you bet. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Excellent. Well, you have yourself a good day, Christy? Good chatting with you. Thank you as well. Okay, bye for now, and Bye. What a great conversation. So grateful that Christy took the time to come on and share all of those valuable pieces of information with all of you. So head on over to Christy's Instagram, give her a follow and send her some love. Both of us are prepping for the same world pro championships. We will be competing in the fitness category together and I'll also be doing the figure category and I believe she'll be doing... The bikini and fitness model category so it is going to be an absolutely amazing show if you want more information about how you can come watch us you want to head on over to ufeshows.com come and support us in Toronto it would be absolutely incredible to have you guys there and that's it for today guys have an awesome week and we will catch you next time Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform one million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker. just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love, Ange.